Touchdown, Tyreek Hill and Jody Fortson. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. This is Locked On Chiefs. It's been a while since you heard one of those. We want to thank you for being here. We have a great show for you. Matt Derrick's here with us post-game, and we thank you for being your first listen of the day. Make sure you make another one your second listen. Uh, I still suggest the Locked On NFL Draft, just in case you need something else to listen to. We have plenty to talk about. Um, off the schneid, first and foremost, Matt, how did you feel about the general attitude of this team going into Philly? Well, I thought that the the attitude I thought was was pretty good going into it. I, I'm curious about what the attitude is going to be coming out of it. Um, <laughs> you feel pretty good about the offense, given you know putting up 42 points on the board, um, no punts, the one turnover. That's solid. I mean, there's nothing to complain about. Oh, and yeah, by the way, in the next couple of weeks, this team's going to be adding Josh Gordon. Um, defensively, 30 more points. Yeah. Did not get the the performance you're looking for out of Spagnolo's unit today. So that continues to be the bugaboo with this team. They're only going to go as far as the defense carries them. And so far at this point, the defense is not carrying anything at this at this juncture. There's a hole in the bucket. There's something, and I'm not exactly sure what it is. I will say this, though. Uh, I'm really curious to find out in postgame. Uh, it looked like Tyron Matthew got himself hurt at the end of the game. I'm hoping that's just you know a singer or something. Uh, but he was really shaking and holding on to his right wrist. That's going to be troublesome, right? I mean, they're already down two corners, Matt. And I thought that showed up today. If, they, if they're if they missing time, that makes things a whole lot worse. I doubt that happens. But did you think that uh, Ward and Fenton's lack of availability made a big impact today? Well, I mean, you could probably make the point. But then again, the Chiefs were giving up 30 points a game with those guys on the field. And and I thought, you know, Mike Hughes, I thought, had a pretty good, pretty good outing for the most part. I mean, um, certainly made a couple of plays. Um, you know, the, the one touchdown that wouldn't have been was probably good defense for him just getting the guy out of bounds. Uh, and then it would have made a great catch if it had stood. I mean, that would have been a problem, but, um, by the by and large, I mean, I thought Mike Hughes looked okay. Um, DeAndre Baker, you didn't hear when you heard his name, it was, it was for good things. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was a big problem there, but you know, to me, a lot of the issues began up front, you know, we're just still not seeing a lot of pressure. And, and it's one thing to say once again that, you know, a team came in with a great game plan about how to, you know, minimize their weaknesses and executed it properly. But at some point, you're a defense, you got to disrupt that execution. And you can't just continually have teams coming into this against this defense with a game plan that they execute to a T. You've got to find a way to disrupt that. And again, I, I just didn't see anything up front that the Chiefs were disrupting anything. Hard to argue that. I do think that you start looking at this defense and you look at their defensive line and they're just question marks. They can't get pressure, and that's a huge issue. Uh, they held Miles Sanders in check, but then again, Philadelphia didn't really try to run the ball either. So really hard to think that uh, that was you know something that was a good thing for Kansas City because uh, Jalen Hurts did hurt them for, what, close to 50 yards of rushing. And while you will take that from a QB being the leading rusher, when he's throwing the ball the way he was, there was really no reason to run. They never had to try to set up the pass. The pass was always there all game long. And I, what I didn't understand is it seemed like so many of the plays that they kept having trouble on were was wide receivers or tight ends wide open. It wasn't just the running backs out of the backfield, which you can kind of figure, okay, that's a flat pass and, you know, no big deal if they're wide open, but 
even the wide receivers and tight ends were wide open downfield. Yeah, and to me, you know, what you were seeing is a, a little bit, I see it as a twofold problem. One, certainly that even though the Eagles were trying to get rid of the ball quickly and get the ball out of Hertz's hands, um, there was nothing in the passing lanes. You weren't even seeing you know guys getting hands up to try and dis- disrupt his vision or do anything. And Jalen Hurts throwing for 387 yards and two touchdowns. You know what? It's not that big of a problem because Hurts has had some good games and we've seen him sling the foot turnovers. And even though the Chiefs got close a couple of times, I mean, that's that's the one thing that Steve Spagnolo defense has to do is create turnovers. And this defense, last couple of weeks, has just not been doing it. And that's that's a problem. And once again, to me, it does start up front with, you know, when you're not getting as much pressure. Now, the Chiefs, hey, they only gave up 10 points or, well, 17 points in the second half with that late touchdown. So it's a little bit worse than it is. Um, but, you know, hey, you had Mike Dana at least, you know, pick up two sacks in the second half. Saw things maybe pick up a little bit, um, but you're not seeing any pressure. You're you're not seeing a, a lot of guys in coverage close to the football. You're seeing a lot of guys being able to create space. And once again, I mean, that was the Eagles' game plan. They wanted to come out and have Hurts get rid of the ball quickly to the guys in the open, and, and that's exactly what they did. But once again, you know, you can't let teams continually come up with a winning game plan and execute it perfectly. You've got to find a way to disrupt it in any way possible. And and that's just something the Chiefs have not been able to figure out how to do. It comes well, down to physicality, and we'll have to get to that like on all different levels. What were you gonna say, Chris? I just wanted to say that the one thing that really sticks out to me in this is Kansas City had no pressure. You you hit on that point repeatedly, Matt, but they had no pressure against an offensive line with, that was missing four of their starters from earlier in the year. That's an even bigger problem than just having no pressure overall. <laughs> I mean, when you're looking at it and they were expecting Lane Johnson to start today for them and they had to pull somebody from a different position and move him to tackle and you still don't get pressure, that's a big problem. And it does come down to the coverage in the secondary because they were able to get rid of the ball too quickly for the pressure to be able to get there. Yeah, and with that, and once again, I mean, it comes down to you know, with with what the Eagles had up front, you know, that's why they went to the game plan that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're just you weren't like I said, you weren't just seeing anything in the passing lanes whatsoever at either level at any level. Um, you weren't seeing it from the defensive line. You weren't seeing linebackers getting into passing lanes. You weren't seeing defensive backs. You were you were just seeing guys settling in the coverage all day. And and at some point, if you're the Chiefs and, and teams are going to do that too, you you got to make adjustments and. I just didn't see enough adjustments from this defense, especially as the game wore on. Now, it's not all negativity here, folks. There are some good takeaways from this game. And quite frankly, the only reason there's negatives is because you can see things coming down the line. There are some pieces of this team that have some gas right now. And if you need some gas, we can help you save some money on it over at Get Upside. That is the new app that you can get from any app store that you would like. And if you use our code TOUCHDOWN, you can save 25 cents on every gallon that you put in your car or truck or whatever you got to fuel up. And right now, if you buy a tank and you use our code TOUCHDOWN, you get an extra 25 cents. That's a total of 50 cents on every single gallon. So if you fill up with 34 gallons like I do every time, that adds up quick, and a lot of folks are saving a lot of money. So hope that you'll check that out on the uh, Google App Store, on uh, the Apple Store, of course. Uh, it's called Get Upside, all one word, and you can use the code TOUCHDOWN to get your savings right now. Now, the piece that I want to talk about, I know you guys are going to be shocked, but mm-hmm. other than the last drive to run out the clock, Clyde Edwards-Alaire ended up with 8.3 yards of carry today. 
against what is generally thought to be a pretty good defensive front. Did that surprise you at all, Matt? Um, a little bit, but then again, I mean, that's something that the Chiefs have wanted to, to lean on in the last couple of weeks to trying to get that, that ground game going. Um, for one reason, you know, it's just simply to, to try and play a little bit more complimentary football. I mean, they, they want to have more extended drives. They want to take a little bit of the pressure off Mahomes, but they want to take a ton of pressure off their own defense. And they want so they want to be able to run the football and be a little bit more balanced. And, and you certainly have seen that in the last two weeks. Um, you know, uh, there's no doubt that that Andy Reid and Andy Heck has challenged this offensive line uh, to try and get a little bit more, you know, pressure in the run game. And I think you saw that again. Um, there were a lot of holes today for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I mean, it was certainly, I thought, running hard, but a big part of it was that he was able to get past the line of scrimmage and have some room to run, and and, and there was using some downfield blocks. So, you know, I, I think it was an all-around strong effort from the offense to run the football once again. The focus has been there. Now it's two weeks in a row where I think, you know, Clyde's averaging close to seven yards a carry over the last couple of weeks. I mean, that's that's effective running the running of the football. And, and I think the better thing is that it's not just Clyde. I mean, you saw Daryl Williams running it well. Um, they got a couple of yards when they needed it in some short yardage situations. I mean, that's much more positive than we saw in the first couple of weeks. You've really started to see this offensive line establish itself more and the run game get a lot more comfortable. Mahomes had one sack, uh, and I only point that out just because it was a bad play. But I thought when you're looking at the defensive line that the Eagles have, I do think that they have a unit that is easily, I would say it's probably close to the top five. Uh, It's easily top ten. Their defensive line is fantastic. They have two guys in the middle with Fletcher Cox and Hargrove or Hargrave that are doing fantastic, are doing phenomenal every game. And when you look at what they were able to do running the ball, Clyde had 14 carries for 102 yards. He averaged 7.3 yards a carry. And you said it, Ryan, 8.4 yards before that last drive. So obviously that last drive brought it down when everybody knew they were going to run the ball. But that's still phenomenal production and phenomenal uh, experience with this offensive line that they are pushing people off the ball. They were bullying. I even said this during the game on Twitter. I said that how long has it been since Kansas City has had an offensive line that could manhandle or steamroll somebody? Because they did that today. And that is one of the reasons that they were able to come out successful. Yeah, and I, and like I mentioned this on Twitter, I thought that it was a, it was overall a pretty good day for the offensive line. They had some up and down moments. Um, the fact they only gave up the one sack is positive, and I think that's the first sack that Craig Humphrey has given up. Um, Lucas <clears throat> Niang had a bit of a rough day, especially with some of the penalties. Um, Orlando Brown had you know one or two bad snaps. I know he had a, 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 a gets called for a hold and still doesn't stop the guy from getting to Mahomes, which. If you're going to commit the hole, just go ahead and take the guy down. Don't let him hit your franchise quarterback. Um, but uh, the one the one thing on the offensive line from the pass, pass rush standpoint and pass protection that worries me is probably Niang because I think that teams are starting to see that that is the weakest point on the Chiefs offensive line is that right side and particularly at Niang. I think he's just going to continue to face more and more matchups that are going to be against him. And the Chiefs are going to, you know, one, they're going to have to, I think, give him a little bit more help out there. Uh, probably a little bit more help with the tight end. Um, but, the, you know, and teams are going to take advantage of the fact that, you know, hey, those are three rookies lined up together. You're, you're going to have some communication issues. And so I think that's something that teams have been attacking, but I think you're just going to see it more and more. And so there's going to be, to me, a lot of scrutiny on Lucas Niang the next, next couple of weeks to see how he can stand up to it. And I think one thing that will help him is, I think, doing more of what they did today. 
it's not just that they ran well and there were gaps to run through. It's that Andy called it well. 30 dropbacks for Mahomes, 27 called runs. Now, I know there's some others. There's the little pitches and things like that. But that's a significant step. I mean, for a guy who last season averaged 31% called run to get close to 50 now, I think that might even be an overcompensation. But it, it is, again, finally, in now in week four, taking what we've been talking about all preseason and taking what the defense gives you and running against light boxes and making the most of your ability. That to me looks like an evolution of Andy actually letting it happen and not fighting his own instincts in the play call sheet. Yeah. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs have found, let's face it. I mean, they have found what holes there are to be found in defenses. Uh, obviously the Eagles, you know, were trying to take away Travis Kelsey and they did a good job of that. I mean, four catches, 23 yards. They did that. Uh, but Tyreek Hill torches you for 186 and say, three touchdowns. But to the detriment of Tyreek um, Hill. Almost four. But I'll, I will say this. I mean, you know, teams this season have been doing everything they can to try and take away the deep fall from the Chiefs. And and I thought that for the most part, other than maybe that six-yard touchdown catch that Hill had, all those yards were tough yards. I mean, it wasn't like that. It, well, it, 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 they had to work hard for that 40-yard touchdown. Let's let's add that in there, too. Um, that was an easy play, but it took some work to set that up. But, you know, I think that the, I think Mahomes only took two shots beyond 20 yards downfield all game. And that's a testament, once again, to teams taking away the deep ball and trying to stop Mahomes and and these speed guys from getting behind them on defense and and you've seen Hill and, and Mahomes make that adjustment. I mean, that performance today from Hill to me is a is a big part of it is just he and Mahomes figuring out where the soft spots are in the defense and and taking them because normally if you tell me you know Tyreek Hill goes off for one eighty six and three scores, I'm figuring okay, well there's three touchdowns of fifty yard plus mm. right there. That wasn't the way it was today. I mean, you know, it was he was taking some short passes and turning them into big gains. Um, they obviously had the two deep balls, but other than that, I mean, they're just they're finding ways around the adjustments that teams are making to them. And and to me, add that with the prospect of Josh Gordon joining this team uh, in the weeks ahead. I gotta be scared if I'm on the Chiefs' schedule offensively this year because you know, I 42 points is just the beginning. I think. And I want to point something out because before the game, Ian Rappaport came out and said that they think that Josh Gordon could be active as early as next week. Uh, but one thing that he did say that really kind of stuck with me, uh, and I I glossed over it a little bit because I was just like, okay, well, whatever. But he said that the Chiefs actually have a guy that looks like they can that he could be their actual number one receiver because they don't have one. And I'm sitting here going, no, wait a second. You're going to say Tyree kills at a number one receiver, and then he goes off and does this. And he did it in a way that he normally wouldn't because, like you said, Matt, he did it on balls that weren't deep balls. He did it – I mean, yes, he got one deep ball, but he did it on plays that were designed shorter plays that he was able to get open and use his skill set to be able to get open. Yeah. And and, first down. Sorry. That was the last thing I want to say. Yeah. And I, I heard, I heard that from Ian before the game too. And, and the only thing I can think of is, gosh, I've said things that are that stupid too, that are <laughs> just total mistakes. I mean, <laughs> Hey, I, I know I've said some things that are like, Oh, wait a minute. You know, I forgot about this guy or, you know, you, you're trying to say one and you, you're trying to say two and you say one because bless Ian's heart. That was, that was not good. And he didn't, I, I, I don't think he meant it that way. <laughs> um, but I can tell you, I mean, the Chiefs, yeah, I mean, but 
here's what it is. I mean, they do think that Josh Gordon has got the potential to come in here and be the number two, number three receiver on this team. And um, probably not immediately after two weeks, it would not surprise me at all. If you, you saw him, you know, on the field. Um, but I still think it's probably a little bit more time before you see him being a part of, you know, the regular rotation and a major impact, but it's there because they do. They really like what they have seen this week and have been really impressed with Gordon. 230 pounds and 7% body fat. That is amazing. And that's fantastic. So I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field. Does this sound familiar? You've got one of the one device that lets you catch the game live, but other that lets you steam stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want you to, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And now we get to talk about my one of my favorite products. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, and this week, a limited time flavor, cookie dough chunk. And if you guys like Bill Bar, you need to try this. It is absolutely phenomenal. Love this flavor. Did you know that Bill Bar has nine regular de- delicious flavors? Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There is something there for everybody. My fl- favorite flavor by far right now is the cookie dough chunk. It is absolutely delicious. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have between 17 to 18 grams of protein, only 130 calories to 180 calories, only four to five grams of sugar, and four to five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get that raspberry or the chocolate, or the cookie dough chunk, or whatever you like. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And I do, and yes, I will. At the bottom of this whole concept, at the end of the day, they did two things that I think you have to feel good about and, and will pay dividends down the line. One, they learned to control themselves. Again, it was a forced interception on Patrick Mahomes' part. He didn't need to throw that ball, but at least they limited it to that. And I think at the end of the day, what we get in what we were talking about with the offense, in pulling the defense down, in running the ball, and forcing teams to use their film study to guard shallow will eventually open up some of those bigger plays again. And this is all part of the season-long chess game of trying to loosen up that deep coverage, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, the the Chiefs trying to run the football the last couple of weeks and trying to find some of the underneath stuff for guys like Hill. And and if they're able to get Gordon in here and do some of the same things with him, it is all about trying to break teams out of what they've been doing against the Chiefs, which is, you know, trying to take away, playing guys deep, take it away from that, and, and trying to limit Hill and Kelsey. I mean, if anything that you can do to break defenses out of how they have played Kansas City is going to help them in the long run. And, and the first thing you have to do is run the football to do that. Um, but the other thing has been just try to find creative ways to get these guys open and, and get some plays in space. So I, I think everything that you saw this week, because, you know, to me, one of the things that stood out with the Eagles is that 
you know, they did a really good job with their safeties of simply not responding to the run. I mean, even with the Chiefs on that, the, the trick play, you know, was one of the examples of things that they tried. Um, you know, teams have just been telling their safeties, don't play the run against the Chiefs. Make sure that nobody gets past you. And as a result, there's going to be room underneath. There's going to be room to run the football. And now that the Chiefs have been doing that effectively, teams eventually are going to have to reset what they're doing against Kansas City. And if that's the case, then that's when the Chiefs are going to be able to start getting back to some of their bread and butter stuff that they want to do, which is then push the ball down the field. It's it's all balance. Balance to the forest brings you opportunities to go deep, folks. And uh, breaking defense is part of it. Looks like we have a couple folks. We're live here recording post game. Looks like there's a couple of injuries on the defensive side for the Chiefs, right, Matt? Yeah, Andy Reid uh, said we knew that Josh Kando left the game uh, during the game with an ankle injury. Um, ben Neiman exited near the end. He is in the concussion protocol. Um, did not mention Tyron Matthew or any, anybody else, but we would be the first time that we've seen some injuries, you know, not get mentioned that didn't show up, on, show up on an injury report uh, during the week. So we'll see. But um, Neiman's obviously probably the, the biggest one to watch there. I mean, he's their number three linebacker. Um, him being out would, you know, force some other guys to step up. But then again, you got Willie Gay hopefully coming back for this team soon. Um, so that would at least mitigate a little bit of that. But Chiefs are getting some injuries piled up on the defensive side. Yeah. Well, when you start looking at Neiman going out, I saw Daniel come on the field and I was kind of surprised by that. That explains the concussion issue uh, with that injury. So I do think that that uh, is going to be interesting to watch for next week to see if Gay is able to come back from IR. If he does, you have to wonder what they're going to do uh, at that position because he's going to force them into having to make a move to bring him to the active roster. And you would think that that would mean that they have to let a guy like Darius Harris go. But if you have Neiman down, what are you going to do at that point? I mean, you would have to probably bring some up from the practice squad to be active, I would imagine. So that'll be something to watch as well. Yeah, and then you know the Chiefs yeah, in the weeks ahead are going to have some tough decisions to make with the roster because obviously you got Willie Gate coming back, you're going to be adding Josh Gordon at some point. Um, remember, after six weeks, you can start considering bringing Kyle Long back. Um, you know they've got some decisions to make, but at least you know they've got some reinforcements at the same time too. Well, you have to wonder with the Josh Gordon thing: do they just activate him from the practice squad for the first two weeks and push that, kick that can down the road a little bit more? That's a, that's a great option and one that I've, I'm wondering if they might consider because it would allow them to. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, keep the guy in the practice squad. Danger is that you could lose them. I mean, you, they could use some protections. But then again, at the same time, I don't think Josh Gordon has any interest going anywhere. So it could be a good little roster cheat for a couple of weeks to use that. And I would certainly think it'd be smarter, Brett Veach, to do it. But then again, didn't listen to me very often. So <laughs> we call those skills, Matt. Gordon wanted to be here, so I would just expect that if somebody was offering him a deal, he would not go elsewhere. Yeah, fair, fairly true. And, folks, we're going to go deep dive tomorrow. I know we're, we're running a little long already today, but um, maybe I'll make it easier. Uh, and Matt will be back later in the week, and, and you'll hear from a number of people this week, right, Chris? Yes, you will. I, I just want to say really quick, uh, congratulations on Jody Fortson on getting his first touchdown in a game that the Chiefs won. Uh, really enjoyed that design. I, I like the the whole thought process that went through that. And also, I really enjoyed the, you know, Travis Kelsey acting like he didn't know what was going on on, the, on another touchdown play. That was pretty good. So, 
It's going to be trailer sausage, maybe. I don't know what the heck that's going to be. But, uh, but you, you didn't even mention Michael Burton. I don't get it. So I'm who? getting to it. I'm getting to it. I was just about to say, we can't wrap it up without noting a few of the highlights. One was that, and one was Burton and getting a five yards when you needed it. Good for him. Um, and it's really, we'll go deep dive tomorrow and the next day, folks, on the defense and what's going on. But let's keep it nice and short, Matt. Who played well on the defense? I'm going to circle Michael, Mike, Mike Dana. I mean, Mike. two sacks, you can't beat that. Um, Anthony Hitchens, I thought, had a couple of good plays, and you know, you didn't hear his name in a, in a negative sense a lot. And he, yeah, actually, a good pass breakup, too. Um, after that, it gets a little harder. I mean, you know, I talked about Mike Hughes earlier, and I thought the corners in general played okay. Um, well, Jerry Steed had a couple of good snaps, although he had a couple of rough ones, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you give up 30 points. Not a lot of game balls to give out on defense, but no. sure, uh, sure, it's hard to know what to expect from the defense because it sure looked like the Eagles were getting away with a lot of pushes. They almost touched down to Ertz early in the game. There were several other player plays where I saw uh, the Heisman, the Heisman guy, Devontae Smith, you know, push off and get separation. So at that point, you know, it makes it harder on the defense. I just thought that they let him play a little too much. And then you don't call defensive pass interference on a play that was clearly defensive pass interference on Travis Kelsey. So a little bit of frustration there. But obviously, you also look at the fact that Philadelphia kind of feels like they got screwed by the refs multiple times, too. So They got two touchdowns taken off by flag. So I, yeah. I say consider that a victory. <laughs> That's fair I say, Dan Swartzen, thanks you very much, Zebras. Um, yeah. I, I do want to point. Ball go? Oh, good point. Go ahead. Matt, where are you going on the game ball? I, you know, as much as I want to give it to Mike Dana, I, I can't give it to anybody on defense that gives up 30 points. And and as hard as Tyreek Hill worked for those 186 yards, I got to give it to him. Three touchdowns, almost a fourth. Um, just sticking your hand in the end zone doesn't count, Ty. So can't give it to you. But yeah, give, give, I'll have to give him my game ball. Just too gutsy of an effort, too good of an effort when a team's been trying to teams have been trying to take him away. And now here he is one of the leading receivers in the league, despite all of that. That's a good point. I would go there as well, except for this guy that I think had a a monumental impact on this game in what is not, I think, going to go down and be the focus of it. We didn't even mention no punts in this game. After all that, we were, we were going to go with the headline. <laughs> it's because um, we talked about it. It's the only thing I care about from this game. <laughs> but at, at the end of the day, the man was in the hospital six days ago, and he got his team to stop turning the ball over. He got his offense to attack where there were gaps, and he trusted his coordinator whether he should have or shouldn't have on the defensive side. We'll get to that. But that is a big turnaround for a man that was hospitalized. And I think the whole team is ebbs and flows with Andy Reid's condition, and, and I'm glad to see that they were able to not let that be a distraction. So kudos to Andy Reid to getting them back on track. I got to get my gay ball to the offensive line. I know that's a little bit of a cop out, but I thought the way they played, and yes, they allowed one sack and they had a couple of penalties, but I didn't think it was. I think Clyde ran well. I don't think he missed holes. I think he he ran very well, but the holes were wide open all day long. And that's what really stuck out to me is that the offensive line is getting push. They're able to convert the short down and distances that they haven't been able to do in the past. And that's a huge difference in the way this offense is going to function as a unit. So I got to give my game ball to the offensive line. 
I like it, folks. Let us know what you think. Leave your comments down on YouTube. Leave it in the iTunes reviews. Like, sub, and hit the bell notification over on YouTube as well. Go over to ChiefsDigest.com and leave a comment on there when Matt tells you all the details that we'll hear quickly from the uh, post-game pressers. Um, and Matt will be back later in the week. Uh, you'll have some guests this week. I'm actually going to be on vacation later this week, so I hope that you enjoy that. Make sure that you tune in for all the information that comes out. Matt, thanks for being here again. Thanks, guys. Take care. Chris, enjoy it. <laughs> Folks, we'll be back with you tomorrow.